DJ 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 Alright everyone Welcome back to the 4x4 podcast uh, My name is Ian Wong My name is Gary I'm Aaron uh, And I'm Sean And our special guest for today is Bridget Hi, thanks for having me <laughs> Alright, so um, I don't know if uh, you listeners have realized this, but uh, when we posted the podcast last, or not last week actually, a couple weeks ago, it was in the description that we were a weekly podcast. Uh, Sean, would you like to give any updates on that? Dude, listen, okay, so it was supposed to be every single Friday, <laughs> and then I just realized that I'm a JSON major, so if you don't know what JSON is, it's a business major, and I have a lot of engineering friends here, so like, and it was impossible to meet everyone's schedule, so like... Unfortunately, like, we didn't get to record every single week, but I got to see everyone listen to it and see everyone's feedback for the podcast, in which I'm very thankful for because we actually got some good feedback and just people coming up to us in general was just honestly such a blessing. So thank you all for that. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, this, just not being able to do it is just pretty down bad for me. Speaking yeah. of uh, down bad, Sean, this kind of um, <laughs> how's, uh, how's June Girl growing? Shoot your shot recently? <laughs> Listen, like literally, <sighs> this Jumi Girl story has been going on for like, how long? Three months now? Yeah, Two yeah. Months? so for the listeners, uh, this Jumi Girl basically, uh, one time our Bible study group, we went to uh, a boba shop, and the second we walked in, Sean, man, Sean was fixated on the cashier the entire time. Aaron can attest to this. Aaron was there. Attest. No, I yeah, wasn't. This is true. I wasn't. I wasn't. And um, yeah, I think Sean is. Like actually, Gary. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Sean has visited June B about seven times a week to check up on her. Yeah, no cap. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, how's it going? I'm doing fine, thank you. But no, the June B girl. No, no, thank you. I'm fine. I'm all fine. right, all right. Wow. Well, it's okay, Sean. Not every shot needs to be shot. And speaking of shooting shots, what about the rest of you guys? What do you guys think about that? I don't know. <laughs> Aaron, have you have you ever shot? As someone shot? who is single for a long, a long time, <laughs> so you know the viewers out there who you know, yes, content in the singleness. <laughs> I mean, even like not in the context of dating, but like, you know, you can shoot your shot, but I, I kind of have to agree. If you don't shoot your shot, I think you miss it. Yeah, and in terms of shooting shots, we're talking about more than just relationships here. We're also talking about opportunities, um, life-changing decisions, and yeah, stuff like that. So, what about you, Bridget? Um, I feel like when it comes to relationships, even though I don't want to shoot my shot, it tends to end up being that way. Mm. Oh. Um, but as for like work opportunities and um, internships, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I'm not as um, confident in myself yeah. just because I doubt my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that I'm 
knowledgeable in relationships, but um, I think that there's no harm in shooting your shot um, because um, it's up to the people, the two people, mm -hmm. to like, well, if they make it weird, then it's weird yeah. afterwards. Mm -hmm. But if, if you know, just casually not mention it ever again, <laughs> <laughs> then, you know. <laughs> then it's fine. <laughs> 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 alright, alright, alright. How about uh, you though? Me? Yeah, in all seriousness. Um, I'd say in terms of like relationships, um, I'm definitely the person to like wait. Like, I do not want to take a shot if there's like a 50% chance of it not going in. I like to wait until it's like 99 or 100% gonna go in. And uh, that for me, that's like, it's a bad thing, is uh, I don't think I'm a big risk taker in that realm, like, um, because I play it very super safe. But in terms of like, uh, I say, anything else, like, or not anything else, like school, for example, like, pursuing my dream of being an art major, <laughs> uh, I think that was definitely something I had to shoot my shot at and trust that it would work out well. But uh, yeah, that's my take. Well, like, yeah, it, it makes sense. Like, for me, also, like, if it's not 99 or 100%, I would never take the shot. Mm -hmm. It honestly turns bad either way. But, like, back in high school, I used to be, it was, like, 50. Like, it was, like, 50. 50 yeah, if, if, if it was, like, 50%, I was, like, oh, like, I'll go for it. Oh, you know? mean the percentage? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about shot attempts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even trolling you, Sean. <laughs> no, that, sounds, that sounds just a little bit trolling. No, just like 50, if I had a 50% chance, I'll go for it. And how did, actually... Actually, I had a good chance with some people, but like... So yeah. Sean, what changed your percent? Um, I think it was just one bad experience that I had mm. with someone that liked me back as well. And it was, just unfortunate. it was just an unfortunate situation, but after that it was just... I just didn't find that person that was like, I liked as much as I liked that person as well. So that 50% wasn't worth it for other people that I liked. Yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. Everyone's different. Yeah. So do you think you found ever found that person that's like, you know, if it's a fifty percent chance, I'm still gonna take it because I like this person so much. Um, for me, no. I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> for me, I think uh, if this fifty percent chance, it kind of like was discouraging for me. Mm. Actually, not think right. I can speak from my personal experience. I'm not speaking in hypotheticals here. Like, yeah, fifty percent not good enough for me to actually feel like confident in it. Um, yeah, just gonna slowly back away from that situation, basically. But, uh, Sir Garrison. Sir Garrison. What? Sir Garrison. What about you? What is your, uh, maybe past with shooting shots or, you know, maybe your general thought process about it? Uh, well, like you, Ian, I'm not a risk taker at all. Like, it has to be like 99 or 100% for me in order. Even like with, uh, academics, like, Hmm. I didn't even apply to UT because I knew I wasn't getting in, <laughs> so like I didn't even want to like get that rejection letter. Mm. But as far as like relationship goes, like I don't know. I've never been on the giving or receiving end of actually because I've had people like me before and I've liked people before, but yeah. I've never actually had any experience in either of those. So mm. yeah. Mm. And then uh, I know for me, like in terms of playing it safe, 
there's definitely ways and times I want to like improve on that. What about you? Like from what you just described, <laughs> especially the YouTube thing, uh, super safe. So yeah, I mean, some of the things like especially for academics, like mm -hmm. I would say I I would just need to go for it because there's not really an, a harm per se in like shooting your shot in that sense. I mean, you'll the worst that could happen is you'll get rejected, but then you move on from it. For relationships, it's a little harder yeah. because uh, obviously, like you might see the person after if it doesn't yeah. turn out well. Yeah. So I think you have to be a little more cautious in that sense. But mm -hmm. still, I think even if you get like rejected, I think it's a good lesson to learn, mm -hmm. and you'll definitely grow from that experience. So, mm -hmm. all right, and then let's. Uh, yeah, something to say, Bridget. What if you never see that person ever again? Mm. Like, oh. what if they're about to move away or something? Oh, yeah, would you shoot your shot if you, if they were moving it's away? Big, big. I'm so kidding. <laughs> I mean, why not let it fly? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, well, easier said than done, Jerry. <laughs> but what if she, yeah, yeah, what if she actually says, like, yeah, I liked you this whole time, bro? Like, you'd be in so down terrible. Bruh. You, you, you <laughs> I, I know you But cry. the thing is, if they're moving away and you did both have mutual feelings and what did like will you be willing to take that long distance relationship mm -hmm. right because like <sighs> I don't, I don't so know. in this really hypothetical situation that's interesting mm -hmm. but uh let's well let's let me frame this guys there's a person right they let's just say it's a boy and they like this girl and they they want to get close to them so they can shoot their shot right but they don't know how to do it right they don't know not saying that we are experts or like please good people to take advice from but they are dating gurus like, out what here. would your guys' advice be to that good old pal the good old pal bro i got no <laughs> dude I, I cannot stress enough how many times i get roasted for the advice i give people <laughs> like at this point I, I feel like i never give uh, i don't give advice anymore because i'm too scared to give advice because people are gonna be like bruh you're horrible at giving advice <laughs> No way. I don't know what I would say to be honest because I, I feel like sometimes I'm in that situation as well and I mm. I don't know what to do so I had to mm. ask other people so mm. yeah. Oh, so Sean is the human. Sean is the human that needs. Sean boy is the human in this example. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> murder yeah. you later, bro. Okay, bro. <laughs> okay. What about you, Bridget? Would you have any advice for them? Oh or yeah. Please, from I guess your perspective. I guess Sean. For the Jimby girl. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think this no. is the most applicable that allows the viewer to really immerse themselves into the world. True. Of Sean Moon at UTD. True. We do have a story set up here. No, there's no story set up. So, Bridget, what, would you, what advice would you give Sean if Jimmy Girl was about to go to another. Not another. Oh, dude, this another girl was in she needs. Oh, man. Sean. Yeah, she about to switch to Fang Cha. Dude, <laughs> Feng Chao's I. Feng Chao's like five minutes away from campus. Yeah. No, no, the, the Feng Chao and Carrollton. You know, the, oh, the, that's like a, that's like a oh, twenty-five minute that's, drive. Like, that's like basically another state, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, but what would you say to someone, not me, but like someone? someone. So you, um, I'd advise you to not grab the straws one by one. Oh. oh yeah, that was a jab for the for the <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> Yo, why is she um, roasting me? The first time we went to Junbi, where Sean saw Junbi girl, 
uh, me, Aaron, the rest of our group, we just sat down, you know, we, we ordered our drinks, right? Like we were just being normal customers at this establishment. And then Sean went up to get the straws for all of us. And he literally grabbed them one by one, all 20 of us that were there, yeah. just so yo, that he yo, could yo, talk yo. to her yo. each time, each of the 20 times, like quite bold, Sean. And honestly, I commend you for your bravery. Our Bible study group is six people, bro. And literally, you guys told me to get the straws individually. You guys were saying it so loud that she heard, and I couldn't be able to go to Jumbi when she was working anymore. Interesting. I don't remember it that way, right? I don't remember that. All I remember is when we were leaving the store, the Jumbi girl was wiping down one of the tables, and Sean was like, thank you. And then he started giggling and running off like a, a titan from it. Bro, it's right? because it was closing. We stayed past like 15 minutes closing. This man was doing so. the titan run. Yeah. Okay, I was doing the titan run. That's because <laughs> you were laughing behind me, so I was so embarrassed. <laughs> Sean was prancing out of that boba shop. <laughs> I hate this guy. Yeah. Um, I don't want But in all honesty, don't be a creep. Um, mm. Try to be friends first. Oh. Before you share oh, your yeah. shop. Yep. Wouldn't that be a little hard, though? Like... If you're like really close, like let's say. Oh, that's yeah. a good question, Sean. Yeah. yeah. Like, how, what? Where is like the point where like you guys are friends to be like? Are you in the friend zone or like you guys are just actually just interested in each other? In a way, for you, in your perspective, at least. That's kind of hard because, um, I feel like you do have to be friends before. Mm -hmm. to get into a relationship with someone um but of course sometimes it's just you're on friendly terms and then there are other times where you're actually talking mm -hmm. to that person um and like good luck Sean <laughs> <laughs> wait so I have a follow up question so not for Sean, but like anyone and anyone, but like from a girl's perspective, what do you think is a smart way for a guy to approach a girl in a non-creepy way? Like the guy has full intention on wanting to become friends with the girl or just like just getting to know them, but like they don't know how to do it and they really don't want to creep them out. Mm -hmm. I think the easiest way is to go through a group site. Mm. Smart. So if you guys have mutual friends, then Okay, but what, what if there's no mutual friends? What if this is just like a, a girl that's you pass by, like walking, or it's like in your class, right? No mutual connections, just a rando. Mm. How would you approach that situation? So no, no classes together? No, you have, you have one class together. Okay, then um, ask for notes. That's, ah. that's a start. Ask her nose. I'm writing this down, Richard. <laughs> As an art major, I can say a strategy that I have seen, or maybe it has been used on me, is to walk by their table, look at their work, and be like, that looks pretty good. Wow. It, it works. Actually, this thing. only works with Ian, by the way. Like, oh, your code looks amazing. <laughs> can I get your number? <laughs> your number is like real nice. <laughs> No, 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 that only works with you. There's no way, bro. <laughs> There's this one time where this guy was giving a presentation, bro, and this and the girl's like, "Can I have your number?" In the middle of it, bro. Yeah, that was a 
That was a pretty eventful first day of the semester. But, uh... Must be nice. Yeah. But, uh, in terms of shooting shots, but also, like, um, maybe observing other people with different levels of confidence yeah. or different levels of boldness, different levels of risk-taking threshold, um, do you compare yourself to those people and wish that you were more like them? Or what do you guys think about that? Oh, com like comparing lives, comparing your lives with other people's lives, like mm -hmm. for like your problems or something like that. Um, I guess for me, I guess for me personally, I think I had to struggle with this for quite a while. Um, just like, like let's say I'm doing something like, oh yeah, I'm doing my homework late, right? I finished like one hour early for instance, right? Like I, I finished the whole homework in one hour, and I just see everyone else like continuously doing their homework for like another two, three hours. Sometimes it actually just makes me feel like unproductive. Mm -hmm. And like that's just like a small instance. Like something big is like, bro, I'm working at ten dollar an hour job at like JSON, for instance, and everyone out here is like working internship jobs that like help them with their majors and like their careers later. It's just stuff like that. Sometimes I just envy and like it kind of actually motivates me more to do better. Mm -hmm. But yeah, those kind of things have been hard for me. For I you, guess. you just said sometimes. So would you say that uh, maybe more often? it discourages you. Like discourages me to what? When you see other people get internships or mm -hmm. whatever, does it, uh, would you say it more motivates you or more discourages you? It, it motivates me more. Okay. It motivates me more, but at the same time, there are certain people that, that have a lot on their plate already, Yeah. and then they get another internship or something like that, I'm like, oh, like, mm -hmm. I don't want my life to be like that. I don't want my life to be so packed that I'm just like, every day I wake up, I'm like, okay, here we go, and then. yeah just continuously go on with my life. Mm -hmm. I just want to be happy. So in that sense, I'm discouraged by that, but mm -hmm. most of the times I'm motivated to do better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then from my perspective, I'm an art major, but like for you, Gary, as a engineering major, what is the uh, emphasis on internships or uh, progress in those areas? Like, is it something that people talk about a lot or people worry about a lot? Uh. I would say from my perspective, yeah, um, especially like engineering is not like CS where like there's a lot of like job openings or whatever. And so at least from my perspective, like it's pretty stressful. I'm not, I'm just a freshman, but like, like worrying about GPA and also like getting research experience is like a huge emphasis I feel like for engineering jobs. And they're really hard c to come by, especially as a freshman. So. Yeah, just like stressing over that has been really bad, but. I mean, I think for, for me, you said it like it wasn't, it was like different from CS. Because mm -hmm. I, I think for all the, the CS majors out there, CE as well and all that, like there is such a emphasis in the industry to like, for some reason, to be God tier with straight coming out of college mm -hmm. you know like that that meme where it's like this is oh, an entry-level job that yeah. requires three to five years of experience <laughs> yeah. and you're just like how does that how does that even work like you have to have a startup you have to like solve like the global pandemic with like artificial intelligence mm -hmm. it's like like in, in that regards it's like honestly like super stressful mm -hmm. because you have to compete against so many other people and mm -hmm. i definitely was like Oh, I should be doing something, even if it's like remotely boring, just so that I can add it onto my resume to not be outcasts mm -hmm. against everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we just talked about, uh, I guess, comparing education slash career um, mm -hmm. with other people. Uh, would you guys consider yourselves a person that like more worries about social comparison or is education slash career like the thing you worry about more? What about you, Bridget? also social slash career and then maybe a third category mm -hmm. physical whether that be physical appearance height weight maybe even ethnicity right uh, what about you guys um like if, if I like had to choose like out of those like three categories for instance like which one I worry about the most I, I mean I think mostly I'm I worried about like social stuff like for instance like I also I had a problem not recently, but like just like in general, like throughout my whole life, where I'd say a problem in my life that's happening to a friend, for instance, mm -hmm. and turns out their problem is like is like worse than mine, mm -hmm. or I it, it, like the gravity like the gravity of that is yeah. worse than mine, and it makes me feel bad that I complained my like mm -hmm. said my stuff to them. Like that's why these days I try to surround myself with people that. Um, that don't make me feel that way. That like, hey, our problems are both the same. Like, we all have our separate problems. Like, each problem should be taken fairly and like seriously. And so, yeah, I'm just thankful for that. But mostly that just comparing problems with other people. And in that me. though, do you think sometimes you maybe like devalue the stuff you're going through? Oh, I definitely devalue my, like the yeah. stuff that I go through a lot. And I just don't, I don't say it to much people these days. Like my problems because. I just feel like every single person goes through their own specific set of problems, and my problems are not as important as others. That's how I feel. Mm. So, yeah. So do you see it as in, so sharing problems with, I don't know, close friends or like family maybe, mm -hmm. do you think it's uh, important like to help process through things or stuff like that? Or do you think put your head down and grind is more? No, put your head down and grind is not the move. Mm -hmm. I, I know many people that did the put your head down thing and they is they've been in down bad hours so 
yeah so it's not it's not something you should do you should definitely reach out to your friends and family especially those you really like know that will take your problems seriously and be able to tell their problems comfortably without any issues so yeah mostly that's it's just been hard with those kind of things so mm -hmm. but, yeah why are you Gary um like so I think I've always struggled with like comparison throughout my whole life because I I would say I went to a pretty competitive high school mm -hmm. and so like I would always look down on myself because I wasn't getting like good enough grades or I wasn't being social enough like even like just there's this our valedictorian was or salutatorian was like not only really smart he was also really social he was like president of like a few clubs and stuff like uh -huh. that and like yeah just like looking at those people kind of demoralizes me because I just look at myself and like I see that I'm not really as good as them or I'm not really worth as much because like you know I'm not I'm not social that social a person or I don't get as good grades and so in that sense like I've struggled that with a lot but I've learned to become like better with that and being like satisfied with who I am mm -hmm. do you feel like like do you feel like um like comparing this for instance like you said you're like very socially quiet for instance mm -hmm. right compared to someone who's like very socially like loud and like being able to talk to people mm -hmm. do you like compare yourself to that compare yourself with that person and like try to like learn some of the things that they do and then be more socially active uh yeah I would say, yeah I would say so it's not like the part that bothers me is not like how loud they are but just like how well they're able to communicate with others mm. it's with something like I envy and I want but it's something that you know I struggle but continue to work on mm. Mm -hmm. I understand that because like I feel like yeah you're comparing yourself and you want to get what they have mm -hmm. by the same time you wanting to get what they have you lose your sense of self that's true and like you don't know how to act to people anymore at that point you're like wait is this actually me and then you just have to search through yourself again so comparing that standard is i think i'm really like really glad that you're not that serious about like trying to be able to adapt to other yeah. people's stuff but yeah i'm glad but i have another question for y'all like do you like feel like you guys seek validation from like like while you're comparing yourself like do you guys seek validation like hey my work is good or I'm doing this good or like I'm working so hard or whatever yeah like, like external validation or like just any internal. validation in general just like yeah everything that you do do you have to get it validated in a way like is, is that the way to word it correctly but um. I think uh, maybe you propose a situation. Huh? Propose a situation because I feel like there are. Like, oh, this okay. is like an yeah. ambiguous. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, like for instance, I, like, I for instance had a struggle with this for Epic. For instance, mm -hmm. I joined worship team, but I also felt like I joined it at the beginning just to have that validation that I'm serving. Yeah, like an organization or something like that and like people are like seeing me and they're like oh my god he's serving something like he's working hard and stuff like that yeah Epic is an on-campus ministry yeah my, yeah if, if you guys <laughs> sorry about that but yeah <laughs> essentially yeah it's just you guys feel like you have to get like validation from people and stuff like that mm, 
I think for me that was, um, it's maybe one of those things that like, I want to say immediately like, no, like I never need validation, but it's one of those things where it's like deep down, oh, totally. <laughs> right? Like totally I need validation. It's something I don't want to admit. Right. And, um, growing up, like there's been different levels of it. Right. Like mm -hmm. I think in, uh, elementary school, I really needed validation. Like all the cool kids on the playground, I remember they had like Beyblades and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, Beyblade days. They were pulling out the Yu-Gi-Oh cards and yeah. like. Yu-Gi-Oh was too smart for my school, I think. <laughs> there was the Pokemon cards. Yeah, the yeah, cool yeah, looking Pokemon on card, you just. Shout out to Jeb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, for me, yeah, elementary school, I wanted to be like cool kids, but my parents wanted to buy me Beyblades and stuff, which in hindsight, I'm happy they didn't because then that would have just like bought into that philosophy. Mm. And then in middle school, I remember I felt just really awkward. Like I didn't know how to approach quote unquote cool people. Mm. And then in high school, um, when I was in marching band, gained some self-confidence. Um, but yeah, and then eventually uh, it was like, okay, I feel like a much more mature person. Like oh. <clears throat> I don't need validation. I'm a section leader, you know, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> but it's like, Ian. <laughs> the validation, the need for validation did not go away. It just changed. It changed into something different. Like, um, I wasn't the best in terms of music. Like, I sat next to the number one tuba in the state in middle school. Um, yeah, I was just the best tuba at Liberty High School, which is my high school. I was very bad. Like, I was just the best of the worst. <laughs> but uh, through that though, like, music wasn't something I could find validation in. So it was like, <clears throat> a section leader was like the praise of my underclassmen, or like people seeing that I'm in a position of authority yeah. and that like I can lead my section properly. Um, sometimes it felt like babysitting, but whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd say that's something in college and the COVID year that really tested me. Mm. Like validation, there's not really a lot of validation to seek during that year UTD students are online. UTD students, Unlike other colleges, we were so we we did nothing. I was no, we lonely. Did, no, we did yeah, I was lonely in my room, nothing. Right. just doing nothing. Who was lonely during the COVID year? I'm I was. So sad. I was so sad. <laughs> I was hella lonely. That's that's when Discord was the main <laughs> the main source of among us, bro. Among us, among us, among us, been so wild, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say um, yeah, the COVID year, I, I grew a lot. Yeah, and. Coming out of it, I think it was a blessing in disguise for sure. And um, I think I would have struggled a lot this year to find balance without having that year to prep me. So that is my long answer to that question. <laughs> Dang, that makes sense. How about you, Gary? Uh, yeah, I think similarly, I would be lying if I said like, I don't seek validation, but I don't think validation is definitely not my internal motivation to do things though. Like, I did not become an engineering major for the like the prestige of the validation of how hard it is or anything. Uh, I generally wanted to major in engineering because I enjoy math and physics and I enjoy the, the subjects. However, I do feel like some sort of craving that I want people to like speak highly of me because like everyone, oh yeah. everyone wants attention in some sort of way. I feel like that's just our human natures. Yeah, and so like. Yeah, there's a lot of times where, like, I would like to see people, like, say, like, oh, good job on this, or 
I like how you did this for me today or whatever. Like, because it definitely feels good. And it's definitely something I crave, but maybe it's also something I crave too much of. So, yeah. Oh. No, that makes sense because, like, to be honest, like, validation for me, I, and you said it's not like your main source of motivation. Mm -hmm. For some bit of time for me, it was my main source of mm -hmm. like motivation. I think, especially academically and socially, like, for instance, like, academically, bro, like, I don't know what I'm doing, if I was being honest. Like, as a finance major, not even a finance major anymore, I changed my major now. Oh. <laughs> What's it now? It's ITS now. Oh. Yeah, but... Okay, Sean. Okay. Join us in, Sheesh, you know, like, you. the <laughs> languages of MySQL. <laughs> oh, see... Don't talk about it. explain what ITS means? Information Technology Systems, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, oh no. I'm so screwed. Well, yeah. Just ask someone else what he's major with, <laughs> bro. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. Like, dude. For instance, like, see, dude. I am surrounded by people who have national merit scholarships every single time. It True. annoys the hell out dude. of me. True. The fact you're like, yeah, I just got like a fifteen hundred on my SAT, and I'm out here living with full ride scholarships, and I'm just out here getting federal Pell grants and FAFSA. Like, it's so down terrible. But like, yeah, I think for that bit of time. I used validation as my main source of motivation, which was horrible. Like, mm. you forget about yourself, like who you are as like a person in general. It's like never enough, too, right? Yeah, it's never enough. You never get enough. You're satisfied for a bit if someone compliments you, but after that, you're like, what the like? This is nothing to me. But I'm lucky. I'm lucky now that I surrounded myself with like the right people, and I just thought a lot to myself on how I should not use that as my main source of motivation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, thankfully it's different now. But how about you, Bridget? Mm. So we're gonna dive deep into psychology here. Oh yeah. All my homies love psychology. <laughs> <laughs> I love psychology. <laughs> <laughs> Previous you change your future. I for context I transferred out of psych because I no longer wanted to go to law school. Yeah. Yeah, Bridget. Um, so I feel like wanting or needing validation heavily depends on your love language. Mm. And comparison, there is upward and downward comparison. Mm. Um, downward is when you compare yourself to those um, who you find inferior in a way. Mm. So it makes you feel better mm. um but upward is when you compare yourself to those better than you and it gives you motivation mm -hmm. which is what you do sean yeah um and i guess going back to needing validation it's not something i need necessarily it's something i want um i think as a kid my parents did give me validation, mm. so they would praise me for certain things, but at the same time, they would also compare me to other people about mm. other things, uh -huh. uh, which I think, I guess, kept me humble, mm -hmm. in a way, um, and like, how do I say this, uh, basically, I think it's okay if Validation is something you need. Mm. Oh. 
That's true. I feel like we're we're putting it into like a negative light, but like validation, you know, time to time is always good, you know, because mm-hmm. if you always judge it by your own standards, then like your standards mm-hmm. could degrade. It could be too high, you know. I feel like other people's validations helps you align your standards back into order. Oh. Mm. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. It's kind of like that phrase, like, you're too hard on yourself. Yeah. Or you're too easy on yourself. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, (laughs) oh, man. You are your worst critic, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Because, like, thinking about it now, like, I would say, uh, if you guys don't know who this is, Jonathan Chang, for instance, I recently hung out with him. I barely talked with him, and... He just started punching out compliments left, right, and center. Like, hey, yo, Sean, you're handsome. Or, hey, yo, hey, yo Sean, like, you've grown a lot emotionally, bro. Facts. And just, like, getting those compliments. To be honest, this year, I've been humbled. <laughs> Enormously humbled. But, like, getting those compliments was so, honestly, so helpful for me, like, mentally, to be honest. Because I felt, at like, at a certain point, like I was not human <laughs> at some point, so I was just really thankful for that. And well, I was as you were talking about love language, right? What is y'all's main love language? Mm-hmm. Mine is quality time by far. Quality time. Because as a quieter person, uh, let's say I'm not very uh, good at talking to people as much, but like quality time would definitely. Be, it just shows like it's how I show love and how I receive love better. Mm. Mm. Okay, for for the people out there, the the five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Just so that the people who aren't in the know they know. Yeah, kind of what we're on. Um, for me, it's when I when I took the test, it was mostly evened out, except for gifts. Gifts was like my least by a mile. Mm. But I would say for me, without looking at the test either, I say physical touch or quality time is my two most biggest love language languages because like, yeah, as you say, quality time is just like being able to have that special bond with that person while you're just talking, talking about your life, how you're doing. It's just something I always cherish every single time. So yeah. How about you, Aaron? What's your, what's yours? Love language, sexy? (laughs) I think uh, I haven't taken the test in a while. You know, that's like something you did like in high school when it was kind of <laughs> when it was kind of popping up, uh, become really popular. But I think mine is also quality time. Yeah, I, I think just like I, I don't give up my time very frequently because I'm honestly I'm kind of living the hermit life. I'm just mm-hmm. in my room. And I'm always so content. <laughs> I'm so content with myself. You know, is totally hermit. <laughs> I just like eat dinner and I just like go watch YouTube videos. I'm like thinking, wow, this is such a great time. Well, you know, like, like if I do find like my significant other eventually, like I need them to know that like some of my time is just for me and like the time I give you, even if it's not a lot, like it's still like a lot to me right mm-hmm. they're like 
oh, one hour is not a lot. One hour is a lot to me. Like that's, oh, really? That's kind of like, woo, I need to go back and eat some food and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> like the old Asian dad I am. Yes, sir. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's mine. One hour? One hour is a pretty low area. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, that was just an example. Wait, Aaron, don't let me impose my standards on you. Oh, you're right. Yeah, don't, don't Wait, no, but I need you guys to realign my standards. <laughs> you can't say one thing and then say the other. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, like, maybe I'll give you one hour, but he'll stretch to two hours. Wow. Aaron, wow. wow. Generous I know. I know. If you so have generous. two hours with Aaron, just by yourself, bro, you're a special person. Like, True. just yeah. know. Girls, yeah. especially if, if you like. I mean, th that's oh, also it, it's Aaron? different in group settings. <laughs> it's different in group settings, right? Definitely one on one is way different than a yeah. group setting. Uh -huh. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, that makes sense. But like, what I realized is like, if you let's say you're friends with someone, and you communicate your like appreciation and your love to a friend in a way that they don't. There's like, it's like their least favorite little love language. Oh, wait, can I speak on this? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Epic, the on-campus Christian ministry, recently <laughs> got a, had a guest speaker. But um, in terms of giving love, yeah. right? Like, let's say um, I want to show Sean that I appreciate him, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yo, Sean, I, I love you, bro. Here's a gallon of milk. For you, those of you who don't know at home, uh, Sean is Lacoste intolerant. <laughs> but, uh, it's also the same as like, uh, let's, the example that was given was like, like, you have a wife and you're like, oh my goodness, I really like uh, League of Legends. But I love League of Legends. They don't like League of Legends. <laughs> and you give them some League skins and they're like, oh. Thank you. Thank you. Can I see? Question mark. <laughs> That's how you um, cut them out from your life. Yeah, like so, giving love is not based off your personal standard. Like me giving you a, a gallon of milk, knowing that you're lactose intolerant and it's not for a bit. Like me being 100% serious, that's not good love to my boy Sean, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you're. It's not, it's not about the giver. It's more about the receiver. Yeah. It, it's, it's like a, like. For you guys don't know, the there's like you have your giving love language and your receiving love language. Mm. So you could have like maybe for me, I don't know because I don't I don't remember the test. My receiving love language could be quality time, or my giving love language would be quality time. Mm -hmm. Actually, that could be both. But like the way <laughs> I can give my love could be through gifts. So like, oh, and yeah. then like yeah, that yeah. that changes the whole. No, I get that game because you're like oh now i had to think of like oh how do they want to receive love oh how goodness. do i get if this doesn't match up what do i do <laughs> then it's Aaron just... out here double majoring <laughs> Bro, was, i'm a psych minor on the side Dude, that actually that makes you, that actually makes so much sense because like for me yeah i like physical touch and like quality time with people but the way that i show up <laughs> oh no, nah, I'll see you after the podcast. <laughs> oh no, nah, I'm spending two hours with Aaron tonight, bro. <laughs> I'm going home. But yeah, like I show love, like with gifts and acts of service. Those are my two lowest ones in terms of receiving. Lovely. Yeah, receiving. But giving—that's my two ways. And so the pe person that receives it, if they're not—is that if that's not their top love language, and they're like, 
later on they're like, yeah, I don't think Sean really reciprocates like my my appreciation for him. I'm like, but like I'm, in my head, I'm like thinking, wait, yeah. but I really am trying like really hard right now. It's just yeah. he's popping off. It's just not. Re- it's just not. You're not receiving it from my end. Like yeah. he's, so. Like that makes a lot of sense. That's a good point. It's like a case by case basis, right? Mm-hmm. And. It's also cool though, because that means like if you want to truly show appreciation to someone, you gotta, you know, I mean, pay attention to them, right? You gotta know what they like to receive, um, and that's part of the intentionality that you need to bring to the table. But, yeah. Mm, yeah. Boba, always to go, like mm-hmm. always the move. Uh, so Sean, we're going to Jumbe today. Uh, I lied. No Boba, no more. <laughs> that's no. a quality time with Alan. These guys are rude, man. <laughs> Hey, yo, don't give me a room with this guy. I lied, bro. <laughs> but yeah, how, how about you, Bridget? Like, like, what's your difference between, like, you receiving, like, your love language, you're receiving love language and, like, you're giving love language? Um, I think I enjoy quality time. I think that's my first one in receiving because I can just sit with someone in silence mm-hmm. and not do anything for hours. Yeah. <laughs> As for giving, um, at first I thought it might be quality time, but it can't be quality time if I have so much time that it's not quality. Mm. Um, oh my god! Cool. That is some deep Sheesh. philosophical <laughs> thing. <laughs> so, um, I guess when I think about it, maybe words of affirmation mm. Mm. Um, in terms of giving yes mm. or like um wait mm. saying sussy things to your friends is words of affirmation right uh, yeah. <laughs> you know it, it is a case by case <laughs> it depends on the person i mean like i think most such statements are yeah affirming. Mm-hmm. like i know i have this friend named sir garrison oh that's crazy Ooh. we exchange sussy comments occasionally uh, maybe every frequently, other not even yeah, just comments. Some sussy yeah. physical touches as well between the two. Uh, uh, yo, uh, yo, relax, bro. Yo, <laughs> yo there's, like, there's like pictures of me. So I'm just saying. Yeah, but uh, yeah, me and Sir Garrison, I would consider it words of affirmation. That's cute. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I guess just physical touch. Mm. Um, but. Physical touch is my lowest in receiving. Oh. Mm. So. Yeah. Don't touch me. Mm. Yeah, don't touch her, bro. Don't okay. touch her in your nose. I just touch her, Reggie. Aaron, you can't, like, say that. <laughs> oh, wait, don't take this out of context. <laughs> 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 this guy's oh, canceled the camera. It was just a poke. It was just a poke. Calm down. <laughs> We're editing this out. <laughs> We're actually not. <laughs> this is all unfiltered. <laughs> Yo, Sean's, uh, Sean's post came true. <laughs> Relax, bro. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Wait, that makes. I get that. I I actually didn't know your lo- lowest love language was physical touch, because mm. when I when I hung out with you one time, I, f- I think you told me that it was words of affirmation that was your highest, right? Was it? No, it's quality. Oh well. Is uh, words of affirmation your second closest or something? Yes. Uh, mm. Well, yeah. Because I remember I I called Bridget Wise one time. And she freaked out over. She's like, "Oh my god, you call me wise?" Just making a face. <laughs> She's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so uh, thank you." Sean. I'm like, 
I just think you're wise. <laughs> like, there's not much. There's not much else to it. <laughs> but yeah, I thought. Yeah, I, I definitely thought words of affirmation was your number one by a mile. Mm. But I guess I just don't know Bridget enough yet. So, yeah. Hmm. What about you? Oh yeah. So uh, to sweep the board, my number one is quality time too. So all five of us. Um, I would say that. Similar to Aaron, in many ways, I love the hermit lifestyle. Like, I'm literally about to move back to my own house. Um, but yeah, I think quality time is really great. And that the people I like spending time with, for example, the people on the 4x4 podcast, um, yeah, I really enjoy the time I get to spend with them. And uh, I try to make a lot of time for that because I think oftentimes I go through the week and I'm just like, man, when is the next time I get to spend time with people I enjoy spending time with? Because, uh, yeah, and I just sit there in anticipation, waiting for it. And then for my lowest one, uh, yeah, I would say it's physical touch. I think some epic leaders know this, but uh, I do not reciprocate <laughs> the same amount of physical touch sometimes. Uh, Sam Wong. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but like, I would say like, although it's not like, although it's my lowest, I still appreciate it. Like. <clears throat> When Sam, or not Sam, when Sam or other people uh, <laughs> <laughs> like want to give me a hug or stuff like that, it's like, I really appreciate it because I don't think I receive it that often. And that might be a reason why it's pretty low. Um, but yeah, those are mine. Mm, that's interesting. Well, thanks. We're running out of time, bro. So, I mean. Like, I mean, it's, it's always weird for, like, the love languages because it definitely evolves. It definitely evolves over time, right? What? Because your love languages. Oh, no, yeah, it, change, yeah. it always changes. I mean, I, I feel like as uh, as you just, like, start growing up, it's, like, the words of affirmation and, uh, like, acts of service and gift-giving and even, like, physical touch. Mm-hmm. Like, you have that, like, in spades, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a little bit easier to give out, right? Like as a like an as elementary schooler, you know, you're like, you're doing great, right? Like literally the the golden star sticker is like, wow, that was like a dopamine hit for me back in like elementary school. <laughs> like you get that one sticker, you're like, yo, I'm so good. You, you look at the sticker chart and you have like the mouse. You're like, I'm bringing stickers to the next CG. Right? <laughs> <laughs> don't ever, bro. Don't please. Don't. What? As I got older <laughs> I don't need them as much <laughs> so how recent was this 18 19? yeah yeah oh this was uh, my my physics te- uh, teacher you know <laughs> we played a uh, hacky sack and everyone you know it gets the the golden star we didn't get golden star but you did play hacky sack though <laughs> which was a pretty fun class but yeah like the the, the evolution of your love languages mm-hmm. I feel like it's pretty consistent for most people right mm-hmm. it's like those four and then like over time, I think it just becomes quality time because mm-hmm. you realize you don't have as much time left mm-hmm. in your life that you definitely need to value. Oh, way yeah, more. that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, that's, Look, a, that's a cool take. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but for y'all, right? Let's say, for instance, let's say you're like for Ian, like for instance, like your this like physical touch is your least, and like quality time is your most, right? Yeah. Let's say people, let's say someone like a good friend of yours communicates their love through physical touch uh-huh. like mostly physical touch yeah would you like 
later on when you think about it, would you like still appreciate it in a way? Because I felt like with some people that I used to hang out with, or I still do, but like, I felt like the ways that I show my appreciation and love were not really reciprocated because I didn't know what their love languages were at the time. Mm. And they're like, later on, they're like, oh yeah, I just didn't feel like it was reciprocated. But in my eyes, I'm like, wait, I think it was. Like, I definitely think I put in a lot of effort into showing you my appreciation. Yeah, I think um, there comes a point where as the receiver, it's like, I know what I would like to receive the most quality time or maybe it's like words of affirmation or whatever right but it's like if that person and their primary way of giving love to people is physical touch like hugs whatever high fives handshakes who knows um, <laughs> it's like uh, that's cool you know what I mean and at an extent it's like although that is not my primary way I like to receive mm-hmm. it's not even my second third or fourth it's like that is their number one and they still give a lot of appreciation to me so at a point, even if it's not what I appreciate the most, it's like the person's still appreciating me. And that is more than a lot of people do, right? Like mm. even something is better than nothing. And especially when it's with care and it's their number one love language or whatever, it's like, there comes a point where it's like, I'm not gonna sit here complaining like, eh, like hugs make me uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, Ian, I love you. Can I give you a hug? Mm, yeah. No. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm not going to sit there complaining about it because it might not be my favorite, but yeah, I think it's important to still recognize when your homies or close friends are being appreciative. Yeah. It's kind of like you, you see the value, even if like you don't inherently see like the objective value of that action, mm-hmm. you see it because they value it. Yeah. And that's why you value it yourself. It's, uh, the, it's the age old phrase uh, is the thought that counts wow 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 what's right. right. with these quotes today bro that's right <laughs> we got two philosophers yeah. on the podcast yeah. Yeah. oh my god yeah. philosophy 101 or something recently bridget or and like Ian? wait i took philosophy 101 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got three philosophy <laughs> uh, development and abnormal psychology oh everyone takes abnormal that sounds psychology. Like... no i'm actually so thankful that you guys like even though you guys don't really get received like the best love language for yourself like the yeah but i'm just thankful that you guys still understand that we're trying to like i'm trying to especially appreciate y'all so which is why i love to hang out with y'all because you guys always know that i appreciate each and every one of you guys and i've had problems with that before but just being able to surround myself with you guys and special guests here as well um, Bridget? Bridget? <laughs> yeah i'm just so i'm just I'm, I'm thankful i'm thankful that you guys understand that I really do care about each and every one of y'all, even though I don't really know y'all's love languages until now. So, Hmm. yeah. I have a question, probably be wrapping up soon, but I guess this will be like an overall arching question now. Um, Because I think what all of our love languages are quality time, right? Yes. The majority, of, even if it's not like the top one is probably the second one. I think it actually was number one for all of us. Number one for all of us? Okay. Now, I, I think that for compared to the other languages, it is kind of hard, harder to like give it out, like just like willy nilly. Not willy nilly. That sounds bad, but like in terms of the other love languages, it's right. It's easier to say, like that. It's in more situations easier to give. Like words of affirmation, just you know, if I'm there with more words, you have gifts. Yeah, physical touch, maybe not all the time, mm-hmm. but uh, like acts of service. But quality time is kind of in its own category. Do you guys sometimes? 
envy other people whose love languages is not quality time because it's like in more situations they're able to give it out easier mm -hmm. wow i think um no <laughs> and i think no, my explanation is like for example <laughs> Bridget, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> There's no right, right or wrong answer. Just, what do you think about it? Okay. <laughs> but continue, continue. Is, is it the way I said no? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, like I think it's a good question, Laren, because I think um, the same way like Sean kind of just described it, like figuring out other people's love languages, like me figuring out the best way to give to someone is inherently kind of difficult. Like, having to go on my way to, like, figure that out, or for anyone to have to figure that out about someone else, I think that's pretty difficult. And to go a, a step further, and me look at the way they receive love and be like, man, I wish it was that easy for me to receive, I think um, that's just not something I think about. Yeah. All right, all right. Wait, how about, like, for instance, let's say, like, you say you don't really worry about, like, how much they receive? Is that is that what you just said? Like or like the the mental warfare that goes on when I'm receiving love. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't put that same mental effort to figuring other people out. Oh, but is there like a difference like between people? Like let's say you're hanging out with these people. Is there like a difference in like your mental warfare and stuff like that? Like if you hang out with these people, you don't have that much of that mental warfare compared to <laughs> <laughs> maybe mental warfare is not the correct term. Sounds way more dramatic than it is. Yeah, yeah, but like <laughs> just like trying to figure it out and all that stuff. Like, do you hang out with people? I think Sean, for me, I think it's uh, around different groups of people. It's uh, you good, Bridget? <laughs> she's she's having a great. Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just every time Ian talks. <laughs> I think, I think for me, it's like. Um, in different social situations, you take on different roles. Yeah. For example, when I'm hanging out with like, uh, my company, shout out to you guys, um, I have to take like a CEO type of role. Like, uh -huh. But when hanging out with the 4x4, it's a lot different. Yeah. Um, or with hanging out with the fellow epic leaders. Like, I'm a bunch of upperclassmen on that yeah. team, right? So you take a different role in each of those scenarios, and you do different things. And in the same way, I think, yeah, like you receive love different ways. Like. Uh, with my company, I feel like I have to give out more care and more attention than I receive when I'm sitting as one of the youngest members on Epic Leadership. So I think, um, yeah, in different situations, having to figure out even my own standing in those situations, yeah, I don't really look at someone and be like, man, the way they receive love, I wish I received it like that. <laughs> oh. Thing. I guess it's just another comparing thing all over again, but... What is it like for you, Sean? I just... I envy it sometimes. Like, I'm like, dude, how do you... Like, how do you notice it so quickly that you're appreciating someone? Or how is it... How do you guys, like, give appreciation so quickly and, like, so efficiently and, like, everyone recognizes it? Mm. Because for me, True. I feel like for me, for some odd reason... Oh, so yours is not the receiving, it's the giving. Giving, no, for me it's giving, 100%. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm... I'm spending so much time on like being like I'm not expecting anything back from the people like but I just expect like at least understanding that I'm trying to show appreciation to you it just feels like it never gets reciprocated I'm like am I doing something wrong or am I like is it's just something wrong with me in general but like 
Bridget is killing you. Sean is opening up about his heart, and Bridget is laughing very hard, actually. It's okay, Sean. I care about you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. But, like, yeah, it just, dude, I overthink every, I overthink about all those things. I'm like, dude, do they do they just understand what I just, what I just did there? I'm like, they understand that I actually care about them. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So I technically sway towards people that already do understand that, but, like, the people that don't really understand it, I really want to help them understand more from, yeah. from my perspective, at mm -hmm. least. So. Yeah, and then in terms of the overthinking thing, I know, well, I talked to Gary earlier, and overthinking is a big word in Gary's vocabulary, too. Oh, yo, yo, yo. You guys like to elaborate? Yeah. Yes. So, Gary, would you like to, hmm? would you like to give your two cents on the uh, love languages? And overthinking in general. Ooh. Yeah, because I, I am a big overthinker. It's like, for me, it's just hard just to not, like, think of every single possible situation that's going to happen because, like, you know, sometimes those situations might actually become possible. But I think it comes to a point where, like, you know, it's just, at some point, it's just too much. And, like, it's not good for your mental. And so, like, it's something that I need to work on. It's just, like, just going with the flow of things, not worrying about too many things yeah do you think overthinking causes you to make many mistakes in your life mm, I don't think overthinking causes me to make mistakes it's just I'm a lot more cautious with my decisions and I'll likely not take the initiative for things because I'm overthinking so much so yeah it's just like in that sense like not taking the initiative could be considered a mistake, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I don't know really how to gauge that because I don't have like too much experience with that. So less mistake, maybe more uh, missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. How about you, Bridget? Like, do you overthink? Um, sometimes I do. Um, I think I overthink about the most weirdest things, um, but then other times I just don't think, mm. um, no thoughts, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know, I think it's very similar to Garrick because, um, sometimes when people rethink, they end up regretting, yeah. and I guess this also ties back into shooting your shot. Because, um, I mean, like, yeah. if you keep thinking, if you keep overthinking, then in the end, you might regret. Yes. Full circle. Full circle, Bridget. Full circle. Dude, Bridget, philosopher out here. <laughs> so when is the, the book coming out? <laughs> Tell me. I want to get it from Barnes & Noble real quick. Sign <laughs> copy? <laughs> Sign copy from Bridget? Mm, no. Oh, I like. Alright, guys. So, um, that's going to wrap up the second episode of the 4x4 podcast. Wow. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bridget, for your time. Yes, Yay. yes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, I think we're going to hop onto a weekly schedule now. So We'll definitely try to. Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Thank we you have to <laughs> yeah, all of our listeners, yeah. and uh, hopefully we see you guys next week.
Thank you. Thank you for bye. listening. Bye-bye.